Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. We basically have it where you can automatically activate a calendar set at a location. And today in 3.1, we're adding activation at a time. So as a lot of people are working from home now, you can't really change your location, which is normally the office. Now you have to change your time, which is I start working at 9 a.m. I end working at 5 p.m. So I want the work calendar set to automatically activate at 9 a.m. And I want my home personal calendar to automatically activate at 5 p.m. And with calendar set syncing and the automatic activation, it's just a very automagical touch where everything just works at the right time at the right place. Welcome back to another episode of iPad Pros. On this episode, you'll be hearing from Michael Simmons from Flexibits, the makers of Fantastical. As you'll hear on this episode, they have a brand new update out today that focuses on work from home features. In this episode, we cover everything related to the big Fantastical 3 update that launched earlier this year, including the new work from home features that is now out. As a reminder, you can support this podcast a couple of different ways. You can financially support the podcast over at patreon.com slash iPad pros. Thank you if you currently or have in the past supported the show there. You can also support the podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review is of great help and truly appreciated. You can send me feedback directly at iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com. And with that, here's my interview with Michael from Flexibits. Enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast, Michael. Thanks. Nice to be back. Can you introduce yourself for those that haven't listened to our past episodes? Yeah, my name is Michael Simmons, and I'm one of the founders of Flexibits. Uh, we've been making Fantastical, our calendar app, for just about 10 years, which is kind of crazy to say, but true. You know, we try to make people more productive. We also have our contacts app, CardHop, and our messages searching app called Chatology. Excellent. And today, a big update to Fantastical is being released, and we'll talk about that towards the end of the episode. But earlier this year, a huge update came out, Fantastical 3, and it really made the iPad version sing. The UI just got a total revamp. Uh, what were some of the big features and UI elements that you wanted to get right with that big update back earlier this year? Yeah, well, Fantastical Premium, what's crazy for me is that it launched a little over four months ago. I can't believe it's been four months. We were working on it for many years, of course. And to finally have it out, not only be out, but to be out for four months where it's stable now and, you know, we really have a handle on it is very cool. Basically, Fantastical 3 or Fantastical Premium, which is our subscription product, is everything we learned about Fantastical in the past years into a platform that the experience is aligned, synced, and consistent So all of the features that people loved on Mac that maybe weren't on iPad or iPhone are there. Things on iPhone or iPad that maybe weren't on Mac are now there, and obviously a lot of new features. But really, we wanted to make the best calendar and tasks platform we could. We started that with 3.0. Today, we're continuing that with 3.1 in our update today, and we have a very long roadmap ahead as well. Excellent. And the watch is also a first-class citizen as well, being standalone. You can go out... Side when you're able to, uh, yeah, with the standalone right. watch app. Yep, that's right. You can, um, you do have to set up your accounts on your iPhone, of course, which is just like the Apple Watch app. You have to do that. Once the accounts are set up on the iPhone, you can go out with your watch even on cellular and everything syncs. Your phone doesn't need to be with you, your phone just needs to be online somewhere. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a standalone app now with uh, a lot of new features, including a full tasks view and the up next view and weather. Excellent. It's also now free for everybody. And this is a huge upgrade, I think, over just the built-in calendar app that everyone gets 
built into iPad OS. What core features did you feel were important to give to everybody versus the premium experience? So the biggest thing with Fantastical that's sort of our claim to fame is the parser, of course, being able to create events quickly by entering sentences very naturally as if you were talking to an assistant. And those features that that parser is included. We also have some other basic features included that just make it a simple calendar app. It basically allows you to quickly add events. We have the beautiful list view and the day ticker and the calendar view, and you can view everything with that. And it's just a simple calendar that just allows you to create events quickly and view them. Excellent. Yeah. And there's a lot of nice little touches throughout the experience as well. One of my favorites is just looking at the weather and I can tap into that to see, you know, when is that thunderstorm actually going to hit? And that's all in the calendar app. You don't need to jump to a weather app just to see that little data point for today. What other little touches are you glad you were able to include in Task L3? So the biggest one I would say is synced calendar sets. This is a premium feature, of course, but synced calendar sets allow you to create calendar sets. Calendar sets are calendars and task lists that you want to see as part of a group. So maybe you have a home calendar set that's only your home calendar, your vacation calendar, your family calendar, and your activities and hobbies calendar. Then you have a work calendar set that might be meetings calendar and office vacations calendar and employees calendars and things like that. And then you can quickly toggle between these calendar sets. Well, now that it syncs between all the devices, that's really handy because when the calendar set is we have something called automatic activation, and that actually is getting better with 3.1. Um, I'll talk a little bit about it now, and then we can maybe touch on it later if you want to ask later. We basically have it where you can automatically activate a calendar set at a location, and today in 3.1, we're adding activation at a time. So as a lot of people are working from home now, you can't really change your location, which is normally the office. Now you have to change your time, which is I start working at 9 a.m. I end working at 5 p.m. So I want the work calendar set to automatically activate at 9 a.m. And I want my home personal calendar to automatically activate at 5 p.m. And with calendar set syncing and the automatic activation, it's just a very automagical touch where everything just works at the right time at the right place. And that's one of the things you can also trigger with shortcut support, I believe. That's correct. You can absolutely. And you can even trigger it with keyboard shortcuts on the iPad pad or the Mac. Yeah, it's a really interesting feature that I was thinking about it uh, more today with the time triggers. If I wonder if some people will just have a calendar set of nothing. So at the very end of the day, like 10 p.m. or 930 when they just want to not see that ever if they're on their phone or they'll just have nothing show. Yeah, you certainly could. You certainly could create a calendar set with using a calendar that's blank, and then you just don't have anything, and your calendar appears blank, and you can uh, believe that ignorance is bliss. Right. (laughs) So with the premium features, a lot of them are really useful if you're running a business or wanting to excel at your job, Uh, a lot of collaboration things. What are some of the most useful things you think from that angle of running a business or in your day job? Yeah. So availability is a big one. If you have you know a company and you, you're using a service like Google, you could check availability of employees and rooms and things like that. Another big one are the Fantastical proposals. That was a new feature in Fantastical 3 and a Fantastical premium feature. Uh, proposals basically are really cool. They allow you to send proposals out to multiple invitees and then they can vote on the time that they want the meeting to be. So I could send you a proposal and other people proposals, you know, let's say three people and say, let's have the meeting either at 10 a.m., 1 p.m. or 3 p.m. And then you would pick the times that work for you. The other people would pick the times that work for them. And when there's a unanimous selection, that's when the actual invite gets created. 
And it's a really great assistant tool to allow it to manage and kind of negotiate the meeting time. And that's just a web page they're at, right? They don't need to have Fantastical installed. No, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. They get an email and there's a website. They don't even need Fantastical. Of course, if you do have Fantastical, we've built in native support. So it's nice right in the app. You can pick everything and see everything and do everything. But yeah, no, they don't have to have Fantastical. So you could send it to anyone. Excellent. And How's this compared to like other versions that are out in the market? This is something that a lot of businesses just pay for because this is a real problem that companies have. How does yours compare with the others out there? Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest question we get. One of the things that really is the success reason of Fantastical is our user experience, right? And it's all about the user experience. It's all about us trying to make less clicks, less taps, less frustration, less steps to do something. We care deeply about user interface and user experience. For us, the real thing is that it's deeply integrated with your calendar app. So you don't have to go. I'm sure you know some of the third-party services that do this. You have to actually give them your calendar account, right? You have to actually set up your calendar account on their stuff, on their system where they have your information. With Fantastical, you add your accounts directly to Fantastical in the app. Never goes to our servers. In fact, some people will call this kind of a annoyance, but you have to set up your accounts on each device individually because we don't get your information, only your device does. And then everything's end-to-end encrypted. So you have to have your account on each device, which another benefit of our system is that we don't have your account information. That, that is nice. And yeah, privacy is a great thing, especially for this very personal information for a lot of things in there. Absolutely. We, we care about privacy deeply. Everything we do has privacy in mind. And um, the other thing, back to the proposals or how you were saying, you know, what's the difference? Again, back to the user experience. We're deeply integrated with Fantastical. So when you're creating an event, you can just quickly add the proposal. You don't have to go to another third-party system. Think about let's say one of those scheduling systems and you're using Google Calendar on your phone, you know, the Google Calendar app. Well, when you want to do the proposal, you got to actually exit that to go to another system to make the proposal, right? So with Fantastical, it's a single tap. You just propose, you send it, it's done. All done within Fantastical. Excellent. And another feature in the premium is, are these templates. And how do these work? Is it, you know, you have a meeting every week, so you have different templates set up for that? Or what's kind of the configuration for that? So templates are a really very fast way of quickly making events that you do repeatedly. So if you every week, let's say, like to bake, and you know you're going to bake at, I don't know, 8 p.m. on a Saturday, and that's a task that you're going to create you would probably set up a repeating task for that, right? But let's say you have certain tasks that aren't repeating because they're sporadic. You don't know when they are, and but you're adding them every week. So you're like, all right, this week I need to do it on Thursday or next week I might need to do it on Wednesday. But you don't really know until you know. Well, you take that event, you create a template from one of the events. You have to at least have created the event once to make a template from it, right? And then what you do is the template shows up in the new event add view and you can quickly have all of the details from that template ready to go, and then you just pick the date. So it may have things like a specific alert, or it may have something like a specific uh, calendar it goes to, or whatever, and it remembers all of those details. So with one tap, that template is ready to go. You just provide the new time and, and, and date, and you hit add, and you're done. And they sync to all the devices. So if you create a template on the iPhone, it's ready on your iPad or your Mac and, you know, vice vice versa. Excellent. And say you have one hour meetings, that's a pretty standard meeting time, but you want to have a different title for these different meetings. 
you just go in and edit after the fact or are there are certain variables you're able to change while you're creating it? No, you can actually edit the templates after the fact. So once the template's created of the original event, you can go in, you have the option either use the template by tapping it or swiping on the template, which will give you edit and delete options. And you can go and edit that template. Okay, great. And then another premium part of Fantastical are these full screen views of the calendar. Do you have a favorite one that you find yourself in most of the time? Uh, believe it or not, most of them. And the reason why I say it that way is I really use the views for when I'm doing what I'm doing. So if I'm focusing on today, I want the day view. If I'm looking and planning my week ahead, I want the week view. If I'm looking further ahead, I want the month view. And I use the year view to look at how busy my year is. And I I actually use the year view a lot of times in behind to say, wow, I had a lot of stuff in June or whatever. But I do. I, I, I toggle around a lot of them. That's why we built in that very fast system where you can swipe up and down and change them or toggle them quickly. Of course, the keyboard shortcuts on iPad. All of these views, obviously, are very unique to Fantastical in terms of how we've designed them and how they're presented. And then on the different devices, of course, they'll behave a little bit differently on a smaller iPhone versus the iPad and Mac. Right. That's right. We're very cautious to design for the device we're designing for, even if that means multiple versions like, you know, an iPad Pro versus an iPad. Right. Yeah, because they are different as far as uh, even like aspect ratio on the 11 inch. Exactly. Absolutely. And we, we, we look at it on all the devices. We're always testing on all the devices, designing on all the devices, and making sure that it's appropriate for all the devices. It's very important to us that the design and the experience is as perfect as we can get it. So something you mentioned earlier were tasks, and that is now part of Fantastical. How are those integrated, and is it for supplementing bigger systems like OmniFocus, or are certain users using just you know, Fantastical to do all their task management. Well, right now our task support is for iCloud reminders, Todoist, and Google Tasks. We are considering other integrations. We get a lot of requests, as you can imagine. But we thought we'd focus on those three in terms of having some baseline task support. Obviously, almost everyone, if not everyone, has iCloud reminders, right? Everyone's using an Apple device, so at least you have it. Uh, Todoist is incredibly popular, and so are Google Tasks. To answer your question, we have a big roadmap ahead for tasks and how we're going to integrate them further into Fantastical because we view tasks as an important part of your daily schedule, right? You do have events, but you also have tasks, and how do they intermingle with each other? So they are very tightly integrated now in the new Fantastical in that there is a tasks view. You can quickly add tasks from the parser. You can quickly access your tasks. You know, there's templates for tasks. A lot of the features are tasks. The calendar sets are ta- have tasks. So tasks are tightly integrated, but there's lots more to come that I can't talk about right now. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine some creative things like tasks being linked to certain events and it can, yeah, there's a lot that can be done there. Yeah, if you think about if you think about tasks and events, they go hand in hand and there's lots of things that they can do together. And and you can already do you can already do those things currently with Fantastical 3 because you have your tasks side by side by your event. I'm looking at my day right now in Fantastical and I have two tasks that I have to get done today and I also have three meetings including this one where we're recording this podcast and it allows me to go, "Oh yeah, I have that task. How am I going to fit that in?" I have it set at a certain time, but now as I see, maybe this call goes a little bit longer, I have to delay that task. It really allows you to look at your tasks and your events in a single view. Right, which is a perfect thing. I mean, it's a natural fit. Uh, So time zones, that's another hard thing to get right. And a lot of people I've known in the past have missed meetings because they got the wrong time zone. There's daylight savings time happening or some weird thing. Uh, How did do you approach this to make sure people get to the meetings on time? Time zones are a very important thing, as you said, uh, especially if you travel a lot. 
And one of the benefits is that I do travel a lot. So that's been helpful in me understanding the problem. But we also have a lot of users who travel a lot. So even more important than me are our users' feedback. There's a ton of feedback. There's a ton of confusion points. There's a ton of these things went wrong. And just over the years, we've listened and learned. And basically, we try to keep time zone support simple. I think where a lot of other apps miss the mark or don't get it right is that they either don't do anything, it's very basic, it's too basic, or it's overly complicated. And what we try to do is, okay, there are time zones. You can turn on time zones. We have a time zone view, actually. If you've ever used Fantastical, you can actually see the second time zone available in some of the views. Uh, That second time zone is available in week view, basically. And you can see on the left your current time zone, on the right you can define it to another time zone, and that allows you to kind of say, Oh, I have a meeting at two o'clock here, but that meeting's at 8 p.m. in Germany, right? Because yeah. I'm in New York time. And it's really a quick way to convert that time zone. I think you also know in Fantastic Health Premium, we have the time zone cards. The time zone card shows up in your event details to let you pick your favorite time zones to quickly convert the time zones for other people. And that's what we're trying to do is just keep these tools in your face. Again, that second timeline's in week view where it matters. And show the, show the time zone card during the event details, but that's pretty much it. Get out of your way. When you're creating an event, we have the time zones in the parser. So let's say you're going to be in Germany in um, November, and you say, you know, Berlin office visit, 3 p.m. CET, because that's German time. It will create that event in that time zone. And then obviously, when you travel to that time zone and your computer, iPad or Mac or iPhone converts to that time zone, that event will be in the right time zone, 3 p.m., right? Because your computer will be in CET and yeah. so will that event. So we just try to keep it very consistent and simple in terms of how time zones work. We try to present the information that's relevant and we try to, again, we've listened to customer feedback on how people use time zones and try to present it in a very simple way. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's all great. And yeah, a lot of apps, uh, they do overcomplicate things. And yeah, it works great in Fantastical. Thanks. So another awesome part of the app is just it's a first class iPad citizen with the keyboard support and trackpad support. Can you speak a little bit about both of those aspects of the app? Yeah, definitely. So especially with the new trackpad and cursor support, which we think is great and awesome. And we're super excited about it. We actually added uh, the cursor and trackpad support back in version uh, 309, which was back in April. So as soon as cursor support was available on iPadOS 13.4, we had that in eight, back in April. We're obviously always refining it and trying to make it better. And if we find little issues, we always try to polish. So I want to make that clear. You know, it's, it's ongoing. But the iPad version was completely redesigned when we launched Fantastical 3 back in January. And we feel iPad is absolutely desktop class now. We really wanted the iPad version to be better than Mac because of the touch, because of the portability, because of the beautiful screen, right? All of the things that everyone loves iPads for. And we really wanted to make the iPad version desktop class, and we feel we've done so, and our user feedback has told us we've done so. But stuff like the key, the cursor and mouse support brings it even more to that level, right? And we didn't know that was there back in January when we redesigned, you know, well, before January, we redesigned yeah. the app. So that worked out really nice. Keyboard shortcuts. We've had that since day one, but we're always making them better. You can use keyboard shortcuts to toggle the views and add new events and view different calendar sets and get just get around the app. We really, again, want the iPad app to feel like a true 
iPad app and a desktop class app. And that's what we've done. And the cursor support, just to repeat it one more time, that really brings it even closer. Or it's not even closer. It is. Yeah. It's just a different iteration of what a desktop experience can be. That's right. Yeah. So another thing we spoke about a little bit earlier was uh, the shortcut support and how extensive it is. What kind of shortcuts are users able to build out now with what you've done here with the parameters and everything? Yeah. So one of the funny things that was done with shortcuts is there. someone had actually taken... I'm sure you know Matt Castanelli. He does a lot of uh, shortcuts. Yep. He did something super cool with Fantastical and shortcuts where he basically changes the color of his lights with Fantastical. Huh. So he uses Fantastical and if this, then that, right? Yeah. And he basically sets something up that when the calendar set changes or when he's adding to a certain calendar or different parameters with the shortcuts, he can actually change the color of his lights. That's really neat. Yeah. Let's say he's recording a podcast at a certain time, right? He's, you know, the lights turn red outside or he, we were talking about like lots of, he and I had actually chatted about this a bit. There's different ways you can have lights respond to events or times or alerts or even calendar sets or whatever. And it's really kind of amazing. <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah. No, that's super neat. Yeah. So that was, that was one cool one that comes to mind. So jumping back to, or I guess jumping forward to the update that's coming out today, uh, 3.1, which focuses on working from home. Talked about calendar sets already. Uh, the calendar sets for the watch, do they get reflected with the time? I'm not sure if you're able to as a developer uh, with uh, how often the complications update and things like that. They actually do. So the watch is very limited on how many updates we get to get. I don't, I'm going to use the word push, but we get to push to the watch. It's not like you can make unlimited amounts of these things. So let's say you're you're just testing Fantastical and making all these changes. Oh, I want this complication. I want that. I want this. Like you're testing just to see how good yeah. it works. It's going to shut off on you at some point. And it's going to look like it's broken because it's, it's getting flooded with requests, right? So just to be clear, on a daily basis where you just kind of set it, like let's say you do pick a calendar set and change it, right? Or you do pick a specific complication and leave it. Those things will work, right? The events yeah. will update. We do sync. We do push. Everything works the way you want it to work. You just can't hammer on it. Like let's say you hammer on an iPad or a desktop where you're always syncing stuff instantly, right? Right. There's a certain, there's a certain limit. But... To answer your question about things like calendar sets, we actually do have calendar set support on the Apple Watch. You can pick a specific calendar set for the watch, or you can have it mirror your iPhone. And what's nice about mirroring your iPhone is if you have your iPhone set to change by time or location or whatever, your watch will automatically follow it. And then for the time and location, so you now have these two triggers, is it an either or do you pick either location or time? Yes, it's either or. Okay. Um, and then you could technically set two with the same time, but you'll be notified that there's a conflict. Obviously, you can only have one calendar set active at a time. Right. And you can't have time and location because that also would be too confusing, right? Because, right. you know, let's say it's three o'clock and you're here. What difference does that make? The location would take precedence, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, all of it, all of it syncs and all of it does work with the watch, just to touch on that question you had. Gotcha. Awesome. And then the other big thing that people are doing a lot more of are these conference calls, these Zooms, these, I guess Skype is not as big these days, but what optimizations have you done in 3.1 to make that a more seamless experience? Yes. As you mentioned, the big, uh, the big 3.1 update today has to do with work from home. And we actually had a different roadmap for 3.1 and what was going to go into it. But when 
COVID-19 hit and we started hearing from a lot of users that they were working from home, we started thinking about how could we make Fantastic Health better for work at home users. There were features people were requesting. There were things we came up on our own, like the timed calendar sets. We really wanted this update to be focused on people working from home and how Fantastic Health could make it even better for them. What are things they're doing that cause multiple steps or that are frustrating or that don't even have clarity? And one of those things we did was automatic conference call detection. So when you have conference calls in a meeting, in an invite, we'll detect Zoom, Google Meet, Google Hangouts, Microsoft Teams, WebEx, GoToMeeting, and BlueJeans. Basically, it will automatically detect those meeting types. And in the list of Fantastical, or even our menu bar, because we have a menu bar icon, which you can show the next coming event, we'll present you with a one-click join icon when it's time for that meeting to start. So instead of you, in the past, you'd have to go to your calendar and open the meeting invite and look for the notes and look for the link and then click it, right? There was a lot of steps to get to that meeting. Now... We literally let you join that meeting with one click. So in the Mac that's on the menu bar, does is there a certain area of the iPhone or more likely the iPad interface that uh, would pop up somewhere? So what would happen on iPhone or iPad is when it's the meeting time, obviously, well, you'd get a notification maybe an hour before, 10 minutes before. It depends on when you set up your alerts, of course. Yep. But when the event opens itself, on the event details, there's a one-touch join button to say, like, join Zoom meeting. Okay, nice. So you don't have to search for the notes. You don't have to copy the link or tap the link. Like, it's just, it's always right there for you to join with one tap or click. That's great, yeah. And something that, yeah, people are experiencing a lot these days. Yeah. And this will be good going forward as well. Some people have been doing these meetings even when they're working at the office, when they're connecting with people that are remote. Still, exactly. Know. These features are going to benefit even beyond working from home when people do return to their offices in that, yes, you still have conference calls, so it allows you to join it quicker. And yes, you may still have a time thing where you want your calendar set to go at a certain time, right? Because right. maybe during the day when you're at your office from nine to three, you're in the warehouse and from three to six, you're in your actual office. And, you know, you have different calendar sets for those times. We really tried to dial it in for people specifically working at home, especially the timed calendar sets are another big one that really are going to help people since they don't change location. Right. But the whole release has been definitely polished and optimized for working at home. There's other little small details that we change just on how certain things, you view certain things and interact. The 3.1 update is, is more than these two features, but those two features specifically, I think are very important to call out. Yeah. And as we were speaking right there, an idea I had for potentially future updates would be when you do get back to work in the office, maybe you do work from home on Tuesday or Wednesday, having the calendar sets be day dependent, say on Wednesdays, it's a time versus location parameter. Yeah. Date dependent is possible. Actually, if I remember correctly, I think we are date dependent now. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Yeah. So I have to, I, obviously, you know, we got a lot going on, so I have to always try to like go, hmm, but... When you set the automatic activation for time, you pick the repeating schedules and you pick the day that you want it to happen. So it actually is at a day and a time. Okay, excellent. So yeah, if you are back at the office at some point yep. in the future, you can do some days from home, some days a geo set. That's awesome. Yeah, the reason why I don't really think about it as a date is it would be weird to say activate your calendar on a date, right? Like no one would get that. Right. So it's really you activate at a time, then you pick the repeating schedule for that time on a date. Gotcha. But there you go. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I, I, I didn't think about it that way because, you know, we think about it more as a repeating schedule. Like, oh, it's every workday, right? So yeah. I want it only on weekdays, Monday through Friday, right? But you could pick a specific day if you want. You can't pick a specific date like, you know, June 8th. Right. But you can pick a specific day of the week. Gotcha. And then anything else about Fantastical that you'd like to touch on before we wrap it up? Um, You know, just basically that Fantastical, where it's at now, as I said, we're developing a platform. And there was a lot of rough and bumpy roads, as there always are when you're transitioning from a paid app to a subscription app. We hear our users. We do. We hear the pain. We do. We know that there's so many subscriptions now. We're fully aware of it. But we don't want to just make an app anymore that we sell one time and have to release a new version every two or three years. And we're thinking about that whole mentality of what are we doing in two years? What are we changing? Oh, Apple changed a bunch of stuff. Oh, we have to fix all this stuff. Oh, we just had to rewrite a whole bunch of stuff because Apple's coming out with something new. So therefore, because we had to rewrite everything, now we have to come out with a new app. I'm not saying any of this stuff is happening. I don't know what will happen, but I'm just saying that's been our past nine years. And we would rather have a platform where there's a monthly fee, a very low monthly fee at that. It's $3.33 a month when you're paying annually. And you get everything. That's another thing that's different. You get iPhone, iPad, Mac, and Apple Watch all with one subscription. You don't have to pay three times or four times. You pay once, you get everything. All the features that are coming in the future, I haven't even touched on them, but we have a big roadmap. Those are all included. You're not paying any more. There's not an upgrade fee, right? This is pay as you go, and then you keep getting everything. And again, we have a lot coming. Uh, we're thinking about ways to keep adding value to the subscription as well, because it's not just about do you pay $3 for Fantastical forever? What are things that are going to keep you more engaged? What are things that are going to make that value even better? So... We know we have a responsibility. We know people don't like subscriptions. But to add to what you were saying, Fantastical was redesigned as a platform to make the subscription valuable, and it's only going to keep getting better. We have the all-new iPad app, which we're really proud of. We have the Mac app, which has more features than ever. We have the iPhone app, which has been redesigned, which is beautiful and fast and mobile. And of course, we have the Apple Watch, which has been redesigned, which is great. And all of those apps sync with each other. All of those apps have feature parity with each other where possible. Obviously, on the Apple Watch, there's some features that aren't possible, right? Yep. No uh, conference calls from your Apple Watch quite yet. Exactly. Maybe not yet. You never know what comes in the future, right? Yep. So the thing is, we're really, really driven to make Fantastical the best calendar app platform, period. And that's what you're going to see a lot more of. The iPad's always going to be the best version it can be. The Mac and the iPhone are always going to be the best version it can be, etc. And we just want to basically say that give it a shot. You have a 14-day free trial of all the premium features. If you don't think they're worthwhile or you don't think you use your calendar app or tasks app that much, use the free version. Yes, it's limited. Yes, it doesn't have all the views and all the features. But if you need something else, there's other free apps out there. And actually, the built-in calendar app from Apple is quite good. There's nothing wrong with it. We're a better user interface, we think. We're a parser is, is a much better experience, and we have better features. But you have to find the app that works best for you. But we think the free version, if you're just doing basic calendaring, is more than enough. And one final thing to touch on the free version, the Mac free version is actually better than the original Fantastical 1 was, which is how we launched our company. The very first app was Fantastical 1 on the Mac. And Fantastical 3, or Fantastical Premium, whatever you want to call it, on the Mac, the free version, that is way better than the first version of Fantastical, which was a fully paid app was. And it's a fast menu bar app. It's got the parser. It's got the list. It's got everything you want to do. The parser's excellent. You can pick which calendars you want to send stuff to. And it just works. So, yeah, we think we have something for everyone. We have a free version. 
We have a trial. We have a subscription. And as I said, there's other options if you don't like any of the stuff we're offering. But we're going to keep building on it. We're going to keep adding features as we're doing with this 3.1 release. And we've got a lot more to come. Yeah, excellent. And yeah, the iPad version, it was a big upgrade from 2 even. If you're on the free version, it's it's great. So yeah, uh, as you said, yeah, it's it's improved greatly even that free version. Thanks. Really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're trying to really make it where there's value in it. If we can't make value in it and it's not a great app, you're not going to want to subscribe, right? So absolutely. hopefully you like it and I hope you subscribe because you like the value of what we're providing. And with that, where can people find more information about Fantastical and your other apps? Yes, yeah, so they can go to our website, flexibits.com. That's F-L-E-X-I-B-I-T-S.com. And uh, you'll find information about Fantastical, Cardhop, and Chatology. Great. Thank you so much, Michael, for your time today. It's been great chatting with you and learning more about this fantastic app. You're welcome. Thanks, Tim. Well, that was my interview with Michael. As mentioned on this episode, Fantastical is a free download, and I encourage everyone to give it a shot. As a reminder, you can support this podcast on patreon.com slash iPadPros. You can send me feedback directly at iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com. And with that, thank you for your time and attention listening to this episode. And I hope everyone has a wonderful WWDC week next week. I can't wait to see what is coming in iPadOS 14. We'll have much more to share with you on that in a future episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to everyone again real soon.